hey, it's another uh, supplemental uh, Anma episode. It's yeah. a Gus. It's a Gusless episode of uh, <laughs> the In Between Weeks, so Gus can go on his vacation. Where do you think he goes on vacation for two weeks every eight weeks? Like that's a sit. That's like that's like European vacation level. There, he's I taking agree. off like twelve weeks a year. I agree, but it is Gus, so I think he just probably sits at home. Yeah, he's probably folding clothes right he's now. He's folding. He's folding clothes for two weeks. He's he won't tell us, but he's playing no. World of Warcraft. Uh, he is. He's just doing all the stuff that he wanted to do a long time ago. Maybe he's going online Rice University, kind of doing you know at his own pace. He's secretly going back to get his degree, and then uh-huh. one day you're, you're just gonna you're gonna make a college joke about him dropping it, and he's like, uh-huh. "What are you talking about? I have my MBA." And you're like, "Shut up!" And he's like, "No, I secretly got it five years ago. I never told you." That's a very Gus thing to do. That's Fuck a him. it's a very Gus thing to do, and it seems like you don't need it if you start a company that's gone on for twenty years and you're a pilot. It doesn't seem yeah. like you probably need a college degree as well. Dude, this fucking company, let me tell you, I joined the army for a myriad of reasons when I was 17, right? Mm -hmm. One of them, uh, I won't even say it was the main one, but one of them was for college money, right? The the GI Bill, they call it, the army, the GI Bill. And when I went, when I joined the army, you could get the GI Bill, it was $16,000 for college. Is how low it was when I was. This is how long ago it was. Like, it's like, I think it was like 50 or 60 last time I saw it. Uh, It's way higher. Uh, but so it also, you had like 10 years to use it after you got out of the military or it expired. I think that has changed now too. And it's like you have it in perpetuity or some shit. But so one of the major reasons I joined the military was for that, uh, college fund. And then I was in the army for five years, got out, started rooster teeth almost immediately. 10 years, uh, later, I going back to college was the last thing on earth I wanted to do at like 30 set. 33 when right? that money was running out. And so I basically joined the army for college money that I let expire and never used right. because right. of Rooster Teeth. <sighs> but imagine that you're Gus and you can secretly go to college and then throw it in everyone's face. Dude, you and I should find a we should get degrees from online secret university. This is such a then, good idea. And then we'll just have them in our pocket for whenever. Whenever it comes up. And then when he thinks he's got us. Boom. I already, have, I already have a degree. Do I need to do P- this? Yeah, I got a PhD in onlineology. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have I have like I have like a bachelor's. <laughs> oh yeah, you went to college. I didn't see. I don't I well see you've already got that. You're already ahead of the game here. But you don't have your master's. No, that's you don't have your true. master's from, tr- from Secret true. Internet College. It's true. I should get a master's from Secret Internet College. This is a good idea. This yeah. is now, and now we have something to throw at Gus, which is really all we're looking for, I think. I think that's what the show is, um, which is pretty you just You just have to be ready for when Gus is pithy. <laughs> it's like you just have to have bullets in the chamber. You don't have, yeah. to, you don't have to show him the gun or mm. flex it. You just have to be ready for when he throws out his little Gusism or his little, like, his little shitty Gus comment. You can go like, well, as a matter of fact, I have this revolver full of... Uh, a, full of uh, comedy bullets that I'm going to unload on you right now. I'm gonna. Is that is that how you tell him that stuff too? I have a revolver <laughs> full of comedy bullets. I'm gonna unload <laughs> in you. <laughs> Might be the first time I've ever phrased it that way, but I feel like it's appropriate. That's pretty special. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we're on a two-week, quote-unquote, break from going to get coffee and do an episode of the Anima podcast, but uh, that doesn't mean that we want to prevent you from having a new something to listen to while you're doing dishes this week. So we are recording, uh, myself and Jeff, a supplemental Anima episode where uh, I think we were both, I don't know about excited to talk about music on this one, but I definitely Mm. have a bunch of stuff that I want to kind of throw at you and see if you've been listening to uh this stuff and and kind of give recommendations is there anything that you've been listening to or stuff that's been like top of mind for you yeah i've been kind of all over the map with music lately like i've been listening to a ton of music but uh not in any kind of way that makes sense uh Mm -hmm. thematically and so i had a i prepared a file last time we did one of these and i only talked about maybe a third of the music yeah so I pulled that back up and I added some new stuff in. The degree of difficulty I'm dealing with is I can't remember exactly what we talked about last time and I didn't pull it out after we talked about it. So it's possible I may revisit a song or two. I, I okay. apologize. It just means I'm still listening to that song. A That's lot, good. That's if good. I do. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you want to you wanna lead it off? Uh, yeah. So uh, a one that I actually threw at you and I think I brought up on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, I think at this point, is uh, the Bobby Lees and their album Skin yes. Suit. That has been like heavy rotation for me over like the last couple of weeks. It's an album that came out in 2020, but it has, it's just that wheelhouse of music that I really like that is, I would call, a band's first album where they're still learning how to play their instruments. And <laughs> okay. it, it's like everything that I liked about, and I'm not comparing them to the strokes because they do not sound like the strokes, but it's everything. This album sounds like everything that I liked about the strokes first album, where it was a bunch of guys trying to make a band and putting together something that shouldn't hit me kind of like sonically the way that it does, but I fucking love it. And and that's the way skin suit sounds also there. Uh, the ninth song on the album drive is just, I think I told okay. you that it sounds like if need for speed was still a franchise, that would be the theme <laughs> song from it. It's so right. fucking, Oh, it just sounds so fucking cool and everything's distorted and everything's ugly and the band is ugly and it's just ugly and i love that kind of shit i love affected <laughs> vocals and just slammed through distorted <laughs> instruments it's fucking it sounds like it was recorded in a old uh like gas station it's fucking awesome i love it i love it i uh, i added it but <laughs> just so you know mm-hmm. uh i just wrote i i'm in spotify i just typed drive bobby yeah. Figured that would pull it up. There's a Bobby McFerrin song called Drive. So what? Be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not I'm not talking about that. He's probably bebopping and scatting all over that Dude, one. You know he is. Oh, it's you know you know he's saying some word. I'm going for a drive. Like that's not what this sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take that, Bobby McFerrin. You were fucking getting them, Jeff. I just looked we're, it up. The album it's on is as old as I am. It came out in 86. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, um, 
So I will start off my recommendation with, uh, you know, last time we talked, I was deep, deep, deep into like 70s African rock and electronic yeah. music, of which I still am. And I'm a little and I'm still listening to a lot of it. But uh, so I'm not going to mention any of that stuff because I can't remember what I did or didn't listen to. But right. but through that, somehow I discovered and this is not African music at all, but through listening to them uh, and through recommendations from a friend, I discovered I don't know if you've ever heard of Ted Hawkins. No, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's nothing like he, he just, he's a dude who, um, I think it's cause I was like watching documentaries from like, and trying to read more. And I just ended up on this documentary about Ted Hawkins, but, uh, he, uh, he was this dude who grew up in Mississippi and played acoustic guitar and, and sang song, wrote songs and eventually made it his way out to like was just fighting through the through the sixties and the seventies, trying like just almost making it, almost getting there, and getting getting close, and then and just getting door slammed in his face. Or like one time he recorded an album, it took a decade for it to come out. Wow! After he recorded it, yeah, he wrote an album. Or he put out an album in the early eighties called "Watch Your Step," that mm-hmm. is one of the best albums of all time. But everybody on earth should stop and listen to the song Sorry You're Sick by Ted Hawkins. This guy, and then go watch a documentary about him. This guy's life, he ended up living in California and raising a family, and he did it by playing his music on the Venice Beach boardwalk. Wow. Like busking, essentially. Wow. And he did, he did that for over, I don't know, like 15 or 20 years. Just get up, got up every day and took the bus down and would play music on the Venice uh, boardwalk for change. And then... Uh, at some point, like the dude who signed Nirvana saw him and was like, I got to sign this guy. And then he kind of became a huge, he kind of became an it guy for a little bit, had a little bit of a resurgence and finally started making some money and was able to like take care of his family and finally get some of the, the recognition he deserved. And then he, uh, he died a couple, I think 2014, but, uh, he, it's kind of like soul, like, like a acoustic, I don't know how to describe it, like folk music, soul music, but, uh, it's unique. It's unlike anything, like structurally, song structurally, it's, it's just very unique, I guess is the, uh-huh. is the only descriptor I can have for it. It's just, it's like, a, it's unlike any other music I've really heard. It's very uh-huh. familiar, very adjacent, but when you hear it, it's like, oh, he's got his own little thing and it's really raw and really emotional and if that song "Sorry You're Sick" doesn't fuck you up a little bit uh, and get like just get in you, uh, I'll be surprised. Damn, that's fucking cool. I gotta listen yeah. to that. Yeah, God he also. I, I'm just gonna throw two in there because my yep. other favorite song by him is called "Baby," and that's a little bit. Uh, it's a little uh, more upbeat that song, but they're both just like phenomenal. Huh. Well, that's fucking cool. I really like that. That's like thanks, man. I'm gonna listen to that shit. So last time I was like obsessed with African rock music. This time I'm just obsessed with Ted Hawkins. I've been listening to a lot of, just a lot of Ted Hawkins. And then like anything that gets recommended that's adjacent to him. Wow. That's fucking cool. Um, I, I it, like the stuff that I've been listening to, like I'm definitely going to listen to Ted Hawkins. Like everything you just said is like, fuck man, I got to check that out now. Like that, I'm just like making a list based on everything we yeah. put here. Um, uh, some stuff I've been listening to is actually, well, local isn't the right word at this point, but it's uh, San Diego stuff that uh, I listen to a lot, even now, but uh, two bands that I really recommend. Joy is a band from San Diego that's very, like, psych- psychedelic rock, I guess is what you could call it. It's uh, 
it, uh, I think members of like Earthless and uh, some other bands and there it's very sounds like riding a motorcycle and taking acid and just being <laughs> outside. It's fucking it's cool. The problem is when you search joy band, good yeah. fucking luck. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of female artists named Joy, dude. It's so it's the thing that I always have to search when I need to look for them because I don't even think they're a band anymore. Maybe they are, but I don't think so. I have to search Joy Band San Diego, but the album that I recommend is called Ride Along. It is it's great. Uh, I have it on vinyl. It's a really fantastic album. It's just. It's a pretty straightforward rock album. It's not asking too much of you, but it's not, I, I don't think it's a waste of anyone's time. It's just sort of loud and cool, uh, but without being sort of macho and aggressive. It just, it's very fucking cool. Uh, and, and they're on Spotify? Uh, I, I, if they're not on Spotify, they're on Apple music, but, uh, okay. I'll look for them on Apple music. I'm yeah. having trouble finding them on Spotify. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Uh, Alb, uh, ride along and under the spell of joy. Uh, that is, those are the two albums that I would recommend another band that actually, I think just put this up recently, but it's from like 2004, 2003 is a band called Reeve Oliver, R E E V E. O-L-I-V-E-R, Reeve Oliver. They wow. had an album, a self-titled album that came out in 2004. They had a song called I Want Burns that was mm. had some radio play, and I think they toured sort of like Warp Tour adjacent stuff. That would be uh, like at that time. Uh, they were just a local band that won some San Diego Music Awards stuff, and there was a guy in the band named O, who's from a uh, another band called Fluff. That, uh, he recently passed, I think not too, too long ago, and uh, that's really a bummer, but the other guy, Sean O'Donnell and Brad Davis, uh, are like staples in like the San Diego kind of overall scene. So uh, Reeve Oliver, self-titled, is a really great album, but Touchtone Inferno is sort of like their second album that has a lot of the same tracks or, or I guess a lot of like the same touches from the, the first album. I don't know mm. that everyone's going to like it, but when I put it on, it just, I, it sounds like 2004 and turning on the radio <laughs> in San Diego. So I, I really, really love that. I added, I want Burns. Yeah. I'm going to add a cheat me softly. That's there you cool. go. Here's All a right. couple of, couple of good songs. I want Burns, I think is just, I don't know that it's, <laughs> I don't know that it's up your alley at all. It is pretty, uh -huh. it's pretty poppy for some alternate, like alternative rock, but it is, man, it just sounds great. I love the sound of it. I like pretty much everything now mm -hmm. that I'm older, now that mm -hmm. I've, I've learned not to be such a bitch about music. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else? What else you got? Uh, all right, I'm going to go in a different direction, and I don't know. This is a song. I think I probably, I don't even know. Most, a lot of the music I get comes from Burn Dog and, and Antonio playing yeah. trucks. This might have come from that. I don't know anything about I just, it's a song that's in my playlist. I don't know where I put it from. It's a band called Bleach, Um, and I, the the song name is all uh, Asian characters, so I, I, maybe Japanese, I can't tell. Huh. Um. But it's just like crazy hardcore. Like I don't even know. How, it's like 
Just lots of screaming and very fast talk. I, I sent it to you in Discord just because I don't yeah, know how I, else to describe I, it. I found it here. They are a Bleach, a Japanese all-female noise rock trio from Okinawa, Japan. Whoa. There you go. That's fucking I don't. Sick. I don't remember where I picked it up, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses brand that has over 250,000 five-star reviews. They're on a mission to match affordability with durability, making top-quality shades accessible to everyone. They have tons of styles and colors to pick from, so finding the perfect polarized shades is a breeze. If you're looking for an upgrade, I think they've got some great premium color rush lenses. They're crafted with rare earth materials. These lenses bring high-impact color to life, elevating reds, blues, and greens. Plus, if you're into winter sports uh, I need to switch lenses on the fly, their quick-swap snow goggles are perfect for any light conditions on the slopes. I think shader rays are great. Uh, they do an awesome job. Uh, they go with me everywhere I go. I always make sure they're within arm's reach with my bag. Uh, that way, no matter how bright it is, it gets really bright here uh, in Central Texas, uh, I've got my eyes protected. And if your shades go MIA or take a hit, don't sweat it. They've got lost and broken protection, so you're covered from day one. If you don't love your shades, you can exchange or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. For our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use code ANMA for 35% off polarized sunglasses and snow goggles. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code ANMA. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 using code ANIMA. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 897777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And in that same vein, uh, I will list a, a song that I've been a fan of for from a band that I was a fan of for a long time. Well, they weren't a band for a very long time, but while they were a band, it was a band called American Nightmare, a hardcore band from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they actually had to change their name because there was another American Nightmare. And so they ended up having to change their name to Give Up the Ghost. Hmm. And I don't know what ever happened to them. They did a reunion tour, I know, but there's a song called Protest Song Zero Zero. And off their year one album. And that is like the <coughs> most, it's like a breakup song about, it's just like the most angry breakup song you'll ever hear. And I, uh, really, really, really good, like early 2000s, uh, screamy hardcore protest song zero zero. Great screams in that song. That's fucking, see, now this is like getting way out there. That's fucking mm-hmm. cool. It's exactly. It's exactly what I'm looking for to add. That's just like way out of left field. Um, I'm I'm pretty all over the map with like with music, like I've said these days. That's cool. That's good. That's great though. Um, I have been listening to a friend's uh, band. This band called uh, 
Razor Knights. My friend Andrew, who is, uh, mm-hmm. he, he was my mechanic barber masseuse. He's also the drummer for a band called Razor Knights, R-A-Z-O-R-N-I-G-H-T-S. Uh, they have an EP. They have a few EPs out, but their their latest one from late last year is called Rock and Roll Dracula. They are, <laughs> they're fucking, they're fucking awesome. Devil's Blood is such a good song. We Don't Care is such a good song. They have so many uh, great blood. fucking songs. Um, they are members or ex-members. Of, so my friend's on drums. My friend Andrew's on drums. And then it's ex-members of a band called Makeout Boys, which was a, a, a San Diego, <laughs> L.A. band. Uh, Makeout Boys, I always thought was such a cool name. <laughs> and when I, to, when I talked to my friend, uh, the, the singer, uh, uh, Mario, I'm like, why? And he's like, you know, Kiss named their band Kiss. You kind of just name something, whatever you want, and it can be yeah. fucking tough. It doesn't matter what it's called. And I'm like, that's cool. Because the band that he was in before that was called Multiple Stab Wounds. So yeah. <laughs> that's really, it's really going left, right, and center. But um, I, I really recommend, uh, if people can go give a listen to Razor Knight's Rock and Roll Dracula, that EP is so good. But anything that you can find they have a uh, city life is a really good one. And then, uh, they have a couple of full albums as well. Uh, I re- like the stuff they're doing and the stuff they play live is so like, what a blast. I love their shit. So, 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 so much. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Really, really. Is, enjoy it, it. <laughs> is it anything like that? 30 rock, uh, Tracy Morgan song Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. No, Rock and Roll Dracula is unfortunately nothing like Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll let them know, and then maybe they can like <laughs> rework it a little bit, and uh, just we just gotta see it where there. it goes from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right, I added, uh, I added those songs. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Listen to them. Let me know what you think, because uh, okay, yeah, absolutely. it's good. Like real straight again, real straightforward rock and roll, and it's. Uh, Got like are they from ego. San Diego as they well? They are. Yeah, yeah. They're a San Diego okay. band. I've seen them play live so many times. They play at Tower Bar a lot, and I love Tower Bar. So how is spot. the San Diego scene still pretty happening? Because they no, owned, I feel it, like they owned the early to mid 2000s They had so <laughs> that's late, all late nineties. Yes, that's that was the big so San Diego was supposed to be the next Seattle. That's all you hear about if you hang out yeah. with people who were in the scene in nineteen ninety four in San Diego <laughs> is how they were going to be the next Seattle. And then uh it was really just Rocket from the Crypt, and that was as big as it ever got. Um it's not everyone just goes to LA. Like you play you play stuff in San Diego and then you go up to LA. Like that's just Yeah. That's it. That's just how it works. That's how it happens. It's a bummer, but it's it's especially now, it it's not really it was really thriving in like kind of like that like those like late nineties, early two thousands, and then it all just sort of went to Los Angeles. And then that was mm. that was it. So really a bummer to kind of like see that scene out. There's a documentary about the San Diego scene in the nineties. Uh, that I actually just bought on Blu-ray and I haven't watched yet uh, that I'm I'm excited about. It's a lot of like interviews from guys that were um, uh, kind of around in that time and just talking about like, we all felt like this was going to be the thing. We all felt like this was going to be the fucking thing. And I think it's called It's Gonna Blow and it just, uh, and it never did. Do you think you'll be in any of the concert footage? No, not from that time. I was too young. Mm. 
like when it was happening, like when <laughs> I'd be just throwing out there, like when no knife was around and it was, you know, when you talked about seeing Blink-182, they were sort of like, they, they popped off, but uh, you know, to say that they were like part of like that part of like that San Diego scene, I think does that part of the scene sort of a disservice. Um, mm, yeah. Because it was a very different sound kind of coming out of Sandy. It was a lot of that post-hardcore, really drive-like-Jehu type of shit. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and then Blink-182 sort of happened to the side of it and went skyrocketed. Um, so I, I'm not in any of that stuff. I was just way, 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 way too young. In 1996, I was 10. So I wasn't going to no knife shows. <laughs> yeah. I forget there's a bit of an age difference. Just I just a little. ask I just yeah. asked because I uh, I recently did a so all right episode on the band Jawbreaker. It was a big Oh cool. Uh, Hell yeah. Fan. I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of Jawbreaker. Uh, I actually did it on I called it Jawbreaker Three Ways, and I did uh, a a bit on the band, a bit on the movie, and then a and bit on the candy. Candy. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like and that. Contrasted, That's pretty good. Contrasted them all. <laughs> but um Something that I hadn't considered, and Jawbreaker's a band that I absolutely fucking loved when yeah. I was younger, and uh, I, I watched the documentary that came out a few years ago just to get, just to fill out my history to, to be ready for the doc, to, to be able to speak about them intelligently in the episode, right? Right. And it opens up, and you, there's about maybe five or six minutes in, they start showing concert footage from a show at Emo's I was at in 1994. No way. And I'm not wow. in the concert. I'm not in the concert footage or anything. Right. Like I didn't see myself in it or anything. It's just real brief. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you, Eric. It I just I just burst out into tears and started crying. And I was like so overwhelmed and I didn't quite understand. It took me a while to figure it out. I just it never crossed my mind. Because I lived in a pre-internet world back then, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. I just never crossed my mind that there's potentially footage out there of things that I experienced at a young age, you know, stuff that's lost to time yeah. for me. And mm -hmm. being able to just see the room I was in the night I was there, like so clearly after not thinking about it, honestly, for probably 25 years, yeah. it was just like emotionally wild. And it really mm -hmm. opened. It makes me want to watch every old documentary from every old band that I ever loved just in the off chance that I could not even see myself. I don't want to see myself. I just want to be able to see the place I was at the yeah. time I was there again at mm -hmm. 18 years old or 19 yep. years old. Man, it was like it was wild how like emotionally impactful it was. It was really neat. That's so it. I have. I have that partially with uh, I would go to pro wrestling shows in like 2004 mm. and I was 18 and I would drive up to LA with my friend Brian. We go to this Jewish community center and we would go to pro wrestling gorilla and it was us and maybe 90, a hundred other people maybe, but yeah. it is such a lauded thing from a lauded time in term like in like that scope of like what wrestling sort of became like what it was and everything like that that when i see old foot people post gifs or or footage from like yo check this out this is from like june of 2004 and it's like these guys who are on tv and they're headlining wrestlemania and all like this stuff or whatever and uh it's like oh i was there and then I go back and watch that show and I'm like, oh, fuck, I remember this. And mm. there's something not about looking for yourself, but like watching it and going, man, I fucking I was there and I remember. Yes. Yeah. 
it's like it's getting to watch a memory you didn't think you yeah. get to experience again in like Technicolor, right? Yeah, like in, in, like wow. Vividly. And and it's like this may sound so dumb to people that are a little bit younger that are listening to this because yeah. every second of history is of the world is recorded right now and it's not mm-hmm. rare to be able to turn on the tv or look on youtube and see something from five years ago that you were at or there but that was not the way the world worked in when i was growing up and so right. and i just you just don't th- i don't know i just don't think I, just, I hadn't thought about that place in time and my place in it in so long and getting to see it again it's like much like your wrestling thing it's like it's just fucking it's an amazing sense of nostalgia uh yeah. in, in all the best ways I totally agree. I think it's really cool to find that stuff and uh, see it without necessarily seeking it out, kind of like finding it and going like, oh, fuck. Oh, I I like not just, oh, I remember this from this point of view, but I remember this from my point of view. Like, I remember what this yeah. was. It's so strange. It's just a weird feeling. Um, before cell that, phones, before yeah, digital yeah. cameras, before, uh-huh. you know, e- yeah, it's uh, crazy. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. It's weird. Uh, uh, we got a few minutes left. Any, anything else oh, shit. you want to throw out there? Out time. Other... I know. Can you? Yeah. Let me that? let me combine some stuff. Uh, Let's do it. So uh, I'm gonna combine Shady Grove by Doc Watson and Six More Miles to the Graveyard by Hank Williams. Uh, oh, I've been listening to both nice. of those songs. They're kind of similar. I really, really, really love Doc Watson. I'm okay with Hank Williams, but I fell into this song and I just fucking love this specific song. But uh, yeah, I would listen to both of those. I'd listen to them together. Uh, I'd listen to anything by Doc Watson. Anything it, by Doc Watson. But this is a great fucking song. Well, are you, you're just not like a, not much of a Hank guy or what? He's okay. I just don't know him as well. Um, huh. uh, I know some of his stuff, you know, but like I'd never heard the Six More, Six More Miles to the Graveyard song. Yeah. I think I like, I like, like I like Doc Watson a little bit more because he's a little more bluegrass yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I respond to that a little bit more than like just straight old country, yeah. but those are both just awesome songs and I've been had them both on, uh, in my playlist, uh, for a while now. So that, that that's my two. Yeah. I, I like, I think Hank is just so fucking good. There's it's, just so much that is so good. It's one of those things where I grew up in the era of Hank junior, mm. right? Uh, Yeah. Yep, and that's then, real different. That's real yeah, different. Yeah, and then Hank the Third mm-hmm. has also been, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like I, nothing against those dudes, but you just get a little sick of hearing about them, and it kind of takes a little bit of the magic away from the OG, I guess. At times, you yep. know what I mean. You just get fatigued by the name. I I totally understand that, and the antics of other, you know, of relatives. Completely, completely get it, and uh, I think that if you. If you like Six More Miles of the Graveyard, you should check out Wealth Won't Save Your Soul. Wealth Won't Save Your Soul. I don't know that it's going to be the same. I don't think it's going to grab you the same way, but I think I think that it's very good. I think okay. it's very I'm, good. It's fucking, a good. I'm adding it right now. I think it's a great Hank song. Uh, my last two that I've been listening to that I'll throw out there are um, a friend recommended an album to me called The Return to Form Black Magic Party by Pop Levi. And it is like a guy heard T-Rex and then went, well, fuck, man, I want to do that. And so he did. <laughs> uh, very glam rock. It's what I call like strutting music. Like you put it okay. on and it's just strut. Uh, 
it uh sugar assault me now is the uh the first song on the album and i think it just kicks off the whole thing and you go i fucking great it is pop it's sort of like this pop glam really glossy from the mid 2000s i think when people were going man David Bowie was like really doing it. And it's like, yeah, you might be late to that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and then find, you know, and then listening more and going like, wow, T-Rex was really good. And it's like, yeah, Mark, Mark Bolin was fucking great, man. Mark Bolin, afraid to fly. So he drove everywhere, died in a car accident. <laughs> I didn't bummer. know that. Bummer for that's, T-Rex. Bummer. Bummer. Great, great band. I think, I think T-Rex probably one of my favorite bands of all time. So that's probably the draw there for Pop Levi. And then uh, another band that I really like this album uh, called Rat Saw God. It's a band called Wednesday. It has, trying to think of how to describe the sound, because if you listen to the first track on the album and then like the sixth track on the album, shockingly different. It starts this, uh, the first song is called Hot Rotten Grass Smell, and it sounds like, it sounds like they've been listening to a lot of the Smashing Pumpkins. It just, okay. it's a, it's a band that's sort of like, oh, fuck you. It just really sounds very Smashing Pumpkins heavy. And then you get deeper in the album and it is this alt country that I was not anticipating. I grabbed it. Like I started listening to it because of that first track, mm-hmm. uh, because I thought I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, man. I like that Smashing Pumpkin sound I think is so cool. And then I listened to the rest of the album and it blew me away how much I enjoyed it. Uh, it is this sort of blue bluegrass isn't maybe the right term, but like this alt country, a little bit steel guitar um, that man, I just really, really, really enjoyed. And the album came out, I think last year, uh, rat saw God by Wednesday is I added I, three songs, ooh, the first cool. song and then like two from the middle. Yeah. Check them out. Cause I, okay. I think, I think that the first track and the rest of the album they do not go together, but it doesn't matter that it's all so good uh, that I really, I just really, really, really enjoy it. So it, it's you, uh, a lot of fun. I thought for a second you were talking about the band Death on Wednesday, uh, <laughs> but you were not. You're talking about the band Wednesday. Yeah. But Death on yeah. Wednesday was a good band, too. If you ever listen, uh-huh. listen to the song Demons by them, if you want to listen to like what it would sound like if Morrissey played hardcore. <laughs> ah, finally. My question's answered. <laughs> uh also, I've just been listening to Steely Dan. It's all I listen to anyway. Hell yeah, if, dude. If if I'm ever like in Jim Croce, if I ever go like, oh, I don't know what I want to listen to, it's it those are kind of like the defaults. Easy. Can default. I tell you something crazy I just learned about uh-huh. Steely Dan? And maybe we can end on this so I know we Please? get out of here. Yeah. Uh I just learned that in college up at Bard University, uh-huh. Chevy Chase, before yeah. he worked at SNL, was a uh-huh. drummer in a band with those two dudes. And when yeah. he left to go to New York to pursue comedy, they renamed the band Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. So Chevy Chase was the original drummer, essentially, in Steely Dan. Yeah, I don't think he would have been the drummer for very long in Steely yeah. Dan. Steely Dan sort of like were notorious for, okay, and we're going to do 125 takes because we need this to be like... <laughs> jazz perfect and and i think that was you know uh, walter becker and and donald fagan were just very much those guys but i think that chevy chase was probably jamming with them and then was like yeah man he was almost in steely dan if they would have kept going (laughs) fucking wild 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 wild. i think that's great 
he also, I read, he got kicked out of Bard University, which is why he moved to New York, because he was keeping a live cow in his dorm room. Boy, that sounds uh, very seventies college shenanigans, huh? What a what a weird guy. Yeah, what a weird, strange guy. Well, yeah, I think that might do it for this episode, non episode, non canon. I think Gus calls them non canon episodes yes. of uh, of Anma. But if you want more Anma, we'll have more for you next week. Maybe something out and about, a little bit different. And then in two weeks, we'll be back with another eight episodes of Anma. One every week coming your way where we're reviewing hamburgers. We're reviewing, I think, probably brisket. I think, you know, there's just a lot going on. So check it, it out. It, it is a lot going on. And I know that Gus is there and that can be a bit of a detractor for some yeah. of you. But if you can make it through these eight episodes, there'll be another two that are just Eric and I. Yeah. So if you can if you can just stomach those eight episodes and let some friends know about it too, see if they can stomach yeah. it. See if they um, can stomach it as well. Mm-hmm. But you can follow us at Anima Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. R slash Anima Podcast is the subreddit we don't run. And anarchymeanything.com is our website where you can, hang on, let me check. Hang on. The guest book is still under maintenance. However, the uh. latest episode is up and I'm checking right now as of this recording, uh, Gus has put up <laughs> a link to buy a shirt. <laughs> the trailers for Go, Run Lola Run and Rushmore. And pictures of the LA Times story of the Kickapoo tribe under the bridge in Eagle Pass. Dude, so, wild, those photos. Yeah. Yep. So uh, head on over to anarchymeanything.com and we'll see if we can get that guest book fixed. Uh, so that way you have you can leave a couple comments for us. Let us know how you're feeling. Um, maybe uh, maybe we can get Gus to emb- embed like a MIDI from one of these songs. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's de- yeah. We should definitely see if he can get a MIDI from uh, a Hank Williams song. That'll be yeah, a good that'd be idea. great. I'm sure they definitely made a MIDI of that uh, at some point. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for listening, Jeff. Any any wise words or kind things to leave us off with? Uh, uh, no. Put me on the spot there. Uh, hold on. Uh, yes. Spay and neuter your pets. Um. Be sure if it's if you're in an area where it freezes, you're gonna wanna uh, you're gonna wanna cover those faucets. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, your plants gonna wanna cover those plants. Don't use a lot of people want to use like heavy blankets, towels, that kind of thing. I mean, it is a barrier, it is a protection, but you want something that can breathe a little bit too. Yeah. So you might want to get some like netting from your Home Depot, or your Lowe's, your True Value Hardware, or your local place. So you're gonna wanna do that. Uh, always check the air pressure in your tires. A lot of people don't think to do that, good, but smart. you, you want to yeah. make sure you're driving on appropriately inflated tires mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, be sure to change your batteries often in all of your smoke detectors. And a lot of people don't do this, but if you change one battery on a smoke detector, change them all. That Just way they'll go all. bad at the same time. That's it. Uh, that way you don't chase down chirps, uh, every three weeks for the rest of your life. And, uh, be sure to uh, sunscreen. Wear lots of sunscreen. Bye.